Now, it's Health and Wellbeing with naturopath Peter Mullen. Good afternoon. Welcome back to Health and Wellbeing. Peter Mullen is here and... G'day, Pete. How you doing? <laughs> good, thanks, Mark. I lost where I was going. Right? <clears throat> well, that, that was a good start. It was, the, it was the fact I wasn't here with you last week. That's I, it. Did you, did you have a good week off? I did. Did lots of things. Also, penciled in some time to do nothing. Fantastic. And I struggle with that because you feel like you're missing out on something. You should be doing something. No, penciled it in. Did bugger all. Well, actually, we might do a segment on that because that is such a big issue. Mm. So many people have trouble just mm. stopping and doing nothing. They feel guilty that they should be doing something. So, yeah, And you're missing out. But look, today we'll be uh, taking a look at the thyroid and potentially having a look at why your thyroid test, test is wrong. Yeah, look, there's quite a bit of confusion about the thyroid and, and what a healthy thyroid actually looks like. Um, so I thought we'd sort of get to the nuts and bolts of actually looking at a, a thyroid blood test and what it actually means. And just give people a bit more of the heads up about, you know, that it is a situation that, or a health condition that can be improved quite dramatically using natural means. The thyroid itself, what is its function? What does it actually do for us? Well, the thyroid is a, a gland, and we've spoken about thyroid before on this show, but... Usually when you're away and David comes in and covers for <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, that's true, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, okay. So what's well, he I gonna, might not have spoken about it What's What's he going to talk about <laughs> next time he comes in? He'll have to actually well, be we'll more than him. a one-trick pony. We'll find him something <laughs> else to talk about. He's a wealth of knowledge, as, as myself am, you might say. <laughs> All right, um, mate, thyroid, what does it do? <laughs> yeah, so thyroid's a, a gland that sits in the base of your throat here, just above your um, collarbone. Mm -hmm. And... Um, What's really interesting, like in, in, in when we talk about health, often we can get carried away focusing on like individual gland, like the thyroid gland, but we'll start with that today. So the thyroid produces thyroid hormone and thyroid hormone um, plays a major role in regulating our metabolism. Like our lowest body temperature, our body cools down to its lowest temperature about 4.30 in the morning. And from about 4.30 onward, the thyroid produces thyroid hormone, starts to warm us up, getting us ready to wake up. So that's often why at 4.30 you feel colder. Yeah, you put that's a the thing. Dinner on. Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. So your body's at its lowest ebb. Meanwhile, then, we're, blaming the, <coughs> we're blaming the weather or whatever, and it's really, it's, it's us. Yeah, it's part of our circadian 24-hour plan Rhythms, that yeah. the body has. So from 4.30, our thyroid kicks in, starts to produce thyroid hormones, starting to get us ready to wake up. So it plays a role with our body temperature. You know, a lot of people that have an underactive thyroid will actually feel the cold more. And it's where people will come in and they'll say, you know, I've never had an issue before, but this year I'm really feeling the cold. could be a sign that their thyroid is not producing enough of that thyroid hormone. Mm -hmm. Thyroid also plays a role with our digestion. So people that have chronic constipation, elevated cholesterol, um, people that have really difficulty losing weight, um, people that lose the hair to the outer third of their eyebrow. Does my uh, look all right? You, you look all right. I'm okay. Good. <laughs> Um, does that so mean they, I have? Does that, so that's not the that's not the litmus test if I have no thyroid problem, is it? That's one marker. Yeah, that's one okay. marker. So, so this fourth <laughs> goes. It really is operating as your air conditioning and thermostat, and it's also kind of the take the bin out for me, the garbage yeah, bin out. Yeah, um, absolutely. It plays a role in maintaining muscle mass. You know, if your thyroid functions under, you don't you tend to lose more muscle. Um, plays a role with. Um, energy production particularly so people that have a chronic low thyroid often are just exhausted so um <clears throat> excuse me so it really plays a, a big role in regulating a lot of automated functions in the body and um but when we look at the thyroid interestingly we don't look at it as an individual thyroid gland mm. like david who does a lot of our work with thyroid patients at at where i come from 
Um, he always says you don't look at the thyroid in isolation. You also need to look at your adrenals or stress coping mm. because your thyroid is actually regulated by your pituitary gland, which is regulated by your hypothalamus. So <clears throat> looking at other, I was going to say ailments, that's the wrong word, but potentially realising that we have other situations going on, that could be a marker that the thyroid has a problem. Yeah, definitely, definitely. If someone's under chronic stress for a period of time, they can't help but their thyroid get affected. Uh, okay. So, And also we look at the gut and we also look at the liver <clears throat> health when we talk about thyroid because a lot of the symptoms associated with a, a liver that's under stress, we could also associate with a thyroid that's going... We're talking today more about mm. underactive thyroid. So... Um, so that's the first clue or the first tip is that never, because I see a lot of um, people come into work, clients come into work feeling that they must have a thyroid problem because they've got eight of the ten symptoms associated with a sluggish thyroid. Mm. And um, what I often say, look, we've got to try and clear the picture up first because if someone comes in suspecting a thyroid problem, but if they've also got an irritable bowel, you kind of have to fix the irritable bowel first to see whether it is all to do with the thyroid. I guess it's kind of like if um, if if the shower's sort of pouring on you, you can't sort of wipe your face until you've turned the tap off. You've got to do exactly, the tap exactly. You've got to There's kind a of... more eloquent way of saying that, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Well, I heard a good analogy on the weekend. It's kind of like you've got to clear the muddy water a little bit mm. first. So if someone comes in and they're, they're not sleeping, suffering from anxiety, have an irritable bowel, and they also suspect they have a thyroid issue, so many of those symptoms all overlap. Mm, okay. So it's hard to see the forest for the trees. So often what I'll say to patients is, look, let's focus on getting your gut and your nervous system supported first. Then we'll get some blood tests done and actually see where your thyroid's up to. All righty, sounds pretty good. We'll come back with a little bit more of that in a moment. But firstly, uh, Debbie from Maitland, uh, Peter is ready for you now. Uh, hi, how is going? Good, thanks, Debbie. Thanks for your call. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, look, I've just been told that my levels... I've got multiple ailments going on, so without going into all of those, but while I was in hospital with the kidney stones, I had a lot of tests done, and one of them's come back with high hyperparahormone levels. Yep. And because I was told it was to do with the thyroid and that, I thought, well, it sort of frightened me a little bit because my sister had thyroid problems, but it turned out now, a year later, she's gone with throat cancer. Um, right. And my dad, my father had throat cancer too, and I thought anything to do with the throat in particular, I probably need to be careful of. And I don't know what it is. I don't know what the consequences of it is. And, yeah, it's just a bit <clears throat> Look, it's good to good to understand what's going on because the parathyroid glands are so in your throat you've got your thyroid yep. and then sitting around your thyroid so it's not actually your thyroid but there's four little glands called the parathyroid glands uh -huh. and they're called parathyroid just because they're near the thyroid they don't actually play a role with your thyroid function okay now they produce a hormone called parathyroid hormone and it plays a role in regulating calcium levels a lot of people, a lot of women particularly, but men too, can have a benign type tumour or a, a neuro... Um, uh, yeah, like a benign type tumour in these little parathyroid glands causing them to produce too much parathyroid hormone. And what that will do is pull calcium out of the bones and increase your risk of kidney stones. Oh, okay. Does that Sorry. make sense? So Yeah, well, they've got me down to go to nuclear medicine and have a, a scan done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if it's just to do with your parathyroids, it's definitely least likely associated with anything more serious than that. 
And um, sometimes what they'll have to do is actually remove the parathyroid gland that is producing too much parathyroid hormone, but it can definitely be fixed. So I don't think it's associated, um, you know, straight away with a thyroid issue as such. I was just thinking if I left it unchecked because there's so many other things going on. Yeah, well, it can even just having elevated, if you've got elevated parathyroid hormone and your calcium levels are high, that can really affect your health as well. You can feel more depressed, more fatigued. So, yeah, definitely definitely good to get that all sorted. And, and as I said, try and clear that picture up a little bit. Tick yep. one thing off the box. Okay, thank you very much for that. Uh, my pleasure. Lola is on the phone from Bar Beach. And Lola, you want to talk to Peter about thyroid issues that you're having? Yes, please. Hello, Lola. Oh, hi, Peter. Uh, I was diagnosed with Graves' disease when I was 24 years old. Yeah. Uh, long time ago now. I had uh, radioactive iodine probably about 16 or so years ago. Um, I currently have Hashimoto's now. Um, I went through a really stressful period probably about 12 months ago, high stress. I've put on an enormous amount of weight. I have absolutely zero energy. Um no muscle tone, no, no muscle weakness, all of the classic symptoms of being underactive, and yet my bloods tell me I'm overactive. Okay, well, look, if you've got... So you've definitely got Hashimoto's? Yep. And you're on thyroid replacement therapy? Yes, natural S therapy. Uh, so you're taking the bioidentical thyroid hormone? Yep. yep. So what's happening is you're taking um, maybe higher than... Um, normal levels of your thyroid hormone and that's why your thyroid levels are appearing to be high? Yep. So that your your blood levels are coming from the medication you're taking? Right, but where are my symptoms coming from? Because it's that's I feel the, like I'm... Yeah, look, that, that honestly is the biggest challenge and the biggest problem that I hear with people with thyroid issues is that they're taking their thyroid medication, their bloods look okay, but it's not being reflected in how they're feeling or what's going on in the body. Yep. So I the, know my reverse. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. Your reverse T3 is quite high, um, and my adrenals are pretty crappy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't know where to begin. Look, I would I would with you think that like your adrenals and possible stress burnout is probably a massive reason why you're not feeling the benefits of that higher level of thyroid hormone, and yeah. your metabolism. You're not shifting into fat burning if you are. You know, currently trying to lose body fat, but um, yep. I would suspect that stress burnout's probably got a lot to do with why you feel like you're just going round and round in circles. Um, yep. Particularly if you've got um, some gut issues going on as well, like with bloating and um, yep. bowel variability and all of that as well. So, I would recommend starting from, like, in some respects, as frustrating as this, you kind of got to think of starting from scratch again. As long as your thyroid hormone levels appear to be okay, we can't specifically state that it's just a thyroid problem. And yep. I would focus on getting back to getting your gut and your diet as clean as possible to get your gut symptoms and get your digestion under control. And yep. I would be looking at really trying to support your sleep patterns, make sure you're in bed and asleep by 9.30 and getting onto some herbs and nutrients to really try and support your adrenals and stress coping. Yep. Once you're starting to feel a bit better, less brain fog, a little bit more energy, then I'd consider looking into, if weight is an issue, then looking at moving into sort of fat burn, some sort of fat burning plan. But I think with you, the trick is, I know this sounds 
um, a little bit backward, but you kind of got to feel a bit better to get a little bit better. Yeah, uh, you need to feel a bit better to be able to want to, to, want to Absolutely. move. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, I know. So I really feel that, like, and I feel with you, you're sort of stuck in that place of going round and round in circles. So, But if you can focus on gut health, nervous system, sleep, and just getting some support around all of that for starters... Yep. then as your health improves, as you feel your energy is better, your head's a bit clearer, then get some help in getting into the right diet for you to get into fat burning and that should hope, hopefully balance a lot of those hormones as well because sometimes you can recover a lot of that function if you can get the other hormones like cortisol and insulin sorted. Thank you very much, Lola. Well, uh, Peter, as we move on now, you, we want to get onto the testing side of it. So very quickly, uh, how do we get tested? And there are a couple of steps to this, yeah? Yeah, for sure. And what... Um, Lola just explained there is something that I hear a lot in practice that people really are stuck in a cycle where their thyroid test levels appear okay Mm. but there's other factors going on like I was talking about before. Now the challenge with thyroid hormone is often through via Medicare doctors are only generally allowed to attest people's what's called TSH which is thyroid stimulating hormone so TSH is not your thyroid hormone. It's a hormone produced by your pituitary to stimulate mm. your thyroid, which then produces T4. T4 goes to the liver, gets converted to the active T3, or if there's high levels of stress or cortisol, it can get converted to what's called reverse T3, which can stop your thyroid hormone from working. So that's what's going on with Lola. It's a little bit of another story from where we are. The problem with only testing TSH is the range is very wide, 0.5 to 4 or 4.5. So oftentimes, if someone comes back and they're in that wide range, their medical practitioner will say, your thyroid's fine, we don't need to look any further. But I'm finding lots of variations. People can be within that range. I have my own range, which I prefer, less than two for TSH. Mm -hmm. Again, anything above two, I suspect the thyroid's starting to become a bit under-functioning because the pituitary's having to work harder, produce more TSH. Um... But again, doctors will look at that wide range. But I'm finding even if I get people to test, because we naturopaths can refer for pathology, just people have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. So I can refer someone to get their TSH, T4 and T3 done. It's not an expensive test at all, but we'll know exactly then that whole profile, what's going on. And if you're suspicious you've got a thyroid issue, ask your GP if they can test the whole range, TSH, T4 and T3, because it'll give you a much better idea. Now, sometimes your T4 can be okay, but your T3 can be low, as in Lola's case, because some of that T4 is being converted to reverse T3. Probably sounds complex. It's not as complex mm. when you draw it out on a diagram, but... I, make... I, I guess in, in short, if you think there's something going on and you're going, if you're going to do the test, go through the process and get it tested for, for all possibilities. All possibilities. And sometimes it, you might have to pay for that or see a naturopath, but I think um, if you're suspicious... It's often what I find, though, often it's not only thyroid that's your issue. Yeah. Peter, and I've got some tips to get into, uh, so particularly uh, having a look at that. But first up, good afternoon. Afternoon, Carol Adora Creek. You've got a thyroid question for Peter today too. What's happening, Carol? I have. Thank you very much for taking my call. Hello, Carol. (laughs) Hi, Peter. Look, I haven't got any thyroid because I've had two thyroid operations in my early 20s. Then I had radioactive iodine about 45 years ago and I take thyroxin at 7.75, five days a week. Now, 
my thyroid um, measurements are my TSH in December was 0.77. Yes. My T4 was 13.1 and my T3 is 3.9. Yes. Now, I don't know if that's good or bad, um, but, you know, I've got no muscle structure at all. Weight gain is not a problem, but exhaustion and that is, I've, you know, just got... I can't exercise or I can't walk very far and so on. Okay, okay. Look, the looking at those results, like, and this is what's interesting on... Um, thyroid hormone your body thinks that your thyroid hormone levels are fine and um, your T4 and T3 will appear both within the the range Um, I would have maybe a discussion with your doctor like I think what you're doing is fine I think there may be some other things going on Um, and maybe do you do you have a lot of inflammation in your body Um, yeah I probably do but I don't have a lot of pain Okay, okay. And how come, why can't you exercise? I've got, I've just got no energy. Uh, do you eat enough protein, do you think? Um, I don't eat a lot of red meat. What about um, fish, fish or chicken or eggs? I have fish and chicken, yes. I have that. And I also have a, a pea protein powder. Okay, okay. And uh, um, is what's your energy like? Hopeless. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Look, I I think it would be worthwhile, like seeing someone that can look at your whole whole story. Like to me, and again, please, this is just my opinion. Mm. Your your readings there, are, and I don't know your past readings or your future, like your past history, but um, they are a touch on the lower side. But um, as I was saying before, I would suspect that it's not with what's going on with you. It's not just a thyroid problem. If you're losing muscle tone, um, it's worthwhile getting a couple of other things checked. Um, And maybe in this next section, I'm going to talk about some of the nutrients that are really important to make sure um, that your thyroid's working well, but also that your thyroid hormone's working well as well. Right. Um, But I would definitely look at the amount of protein that you're having in in your diet. Make sure you're getting enough protein. Um, but also, do you take do you take um, anything else from an energy point of view? Do you take magnesium or B vitamins? Uh, yes, I do. I do. Okay. Take B, I take E. I take. Okay, um, so you're doing a lot to help yourself. Vitamin E, things like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I would definitely get a second opinion about what's going on. I think maybe go and see a naturopath in your area, or just someone that can maybe see if they can tweak a few things with you. Right. Um, but it definitely, let, like at first glance, your thyroid levels appear okay, but a touch on the lower side. But I don't think what's going on with you is totally going to be a thyroid issue. I think you might have to look at a couple of other things as well. Okay. Is um, 7.5 um, of thyroxin, is that low and only five days a week? Uh, look, looking at your levels, your levels aren't that drastic. So I think whatever your doctor's worked out for you is pretty good. I don't think taking more thyroid hormone is going to fix what we've been talking about totally. So I kind of think you might need someone to look at, go back and maybe see your GP and and check your iron and check your B12. Um, What's your vitamin D like? I take vitamin D. Do you know where your levels are? Uh, Look, I've got um, a report in front of me. Um... Which one would be iron? What is it under? Uh, look, I, I think the best thing to do 
Um, look, I'm more than happy. If, if you could want to send those results in to me, I can have a look for you and give you my opinion. Carol, if you could just hang on for a moment, we'll uh, get some more details from you and uh, Peter will, uh, will reach out a little bit later on. Thank you so much for your call, Carol. Uh, yeah, Peter, a lot's in that. I know we're going to run out of time, so just very quickly, uh, if we've got an underactive thyroid, what should we do? Okay, so... And again, this is for people that are also taking thyroid hormone because sometimes mm-hmm. taking the thyroid hormone is not enough. You need the nutrients that particularly convert your T4 to your T3. So the two most important nutrients for making T3, which is your active thyroid hormone, are selenium mm-hmm. and zinc. So zinc you can get tested to see if you're low. And selenium, a lot of people are low. And if you take three to four Brazil nuts a day, you'll get your good amount of Selenium it's not much, is that. it? Like no. it's, it's not much. A lot of isn't it interesting? You don't have, sometimes you don't have to make huge, big, sweeping changes Absolutely. to your life, and you don't have to take a hundred mm. different supplements either. Sometimes it's a few targeted nutrients mm. are what will really give you that turnkey effect. So zinc, get your zinc tested. But if your zinc's low, get onto some zinc-rich foods, or if it's really low, get onto a supplement. Um, ferritin and iron is, is one of the most common nutrient deficiencies in people suffering with low thyroid. And so many of the ladies that I see are all low in iron or ferritin, which is a stored iron. And vitamin D, as we were just saying to Carol, mm. know your vitamin D levels. Like I'm a fan of getting vitamin D above 100. The range is, you know, 50 to 150 to 50 to 200. But um, oftentimes I think if you've got bone issues if you've got thyroid issues if you've got mental health issues you want to get your d up around that hundred even higher again only my opinion but Mm. if carol can check her d then you can adjust your vitamin d supplements so i'm a big fan of test and measure and the thyroid's a classic example of why that's so important so once again just to wrap up if you think there's a problem get checked but for the whole range and if it's under uh, in in no particular order get check your zinc ferret and vitamin d and selenium peter great chat thank you Thanks, Mark. Lovely to see you after your week off. You look lovely and fresh. I'll look the same, mate. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> All right, Peter's back next week for another Health and Wellbeing. Uh, that's it for me. Have a fantastic afternoon. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, wellbeing, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.